Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of From the Lobby with Jack O'Donnell, a podcast that takes a deep dive into Albany politics with longtime insider Jack O'Donnell, managing partner at one of New York's top lobbying firms, O'Donnell and Associates. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell and Associates. With New York's first of two primaries in the books, how is the political scene shaping up? And how will all this play out in the November general election? Let's bring in Jack for his expert analysis. Hi, Jack. Hi, Joanna. Great to be back with you from the lobby. Yes. Governor Hochul had a resounding victory in the Democratic primary. Less than a year in office. How did she do it? Well, you you said it. She had a, a resounding victory. She won uh, her primary in each of the 62 counties, which is um, um, pretty impressive. Look, she's had um, she's had a really good run. Um, she raised a lot of money. Um, she did a really good job getting her message out. Um, but also it helps a lot to be the governor, um, especially in a time when the state has a lot of money. So she was able to put together um, budgets that I think made her a lot of friends, both with the special interest groups that that dominate Democratic primaries, um, but also with the, um, you know, with, with folks in the general electorate, at least those of them who are paying attention. Well, you mentioned Hochul did raise a lot of money quickly for her campaign. How does that factor in? Well, look, money is um, often a, a determinative factor in politics. Uh, you know, for, for someone who was less known um, a, a couple years ago or even a few months ago, um, it allowed her to really put out her message and talk about those things she put in her budget, education, healthcare, um, talked about where she came from and, and what she wants to do with the state. Um, and she has been an incredible um, fundraiser. Um, she set records um, for the amount of money she's raised so far and, and, and the amount she's spent. So um, we'll see more of this uh, over the next uh, few months. The race in the Republican primary for governor was a solid win for Lee Zeldin, the party's nominee. But Andrew Giuliani had a good showing, especially early on. What's behind some of the division among the state's GOP? Well, um, you said it well. I think Zeldin had a had a um, um, a really solid win at the end of the day. Um, Andrew Giuliani did very well in New York City, um, and I think um, a lot of people, especially a lot of Republicans in New York City, um, pine for the days of uh, Rudy Giuliani. Um, and, and so I think some of that was really a, a, a fallback to him. But at the end of the day, um, Zeldin did well in the places that, frankly, a Republican needs to do well to win. Um, he dominated upstate, dominated in Long Island. Um, in a four-way race, um, he got a lot of votes, and, and I think it was a dominant win. How is the lieutenant governor race shaping up? Uh, Delgado versus Esposito. Zeldin's running mate, Allison Esposito, is the first LGBTQ candidate to win a primary in New York. So pretty historic. A absolutely historic. Um, you know, she's really um, impressive. Uh, uh, she just recently retired from the New York City Police Department. Um, she presents very well. She campaigned hard. It was interesting. Um, traditionally, especially in the Democratic side, we've often seen um, candidates for governor not have their preferred candidates for lieutenant governor win. 
Um, and especially that Delgado was in this race only for a short time. Remember the whole Brian Benjamin debacle, um, you know, hanging around Kathy Hochul's neck. Well, she, you know, both of them took that and then um, threw it away. Um, Delgado won big and, and Esposito won big. Um, now, in the general election, they run as part of a ticket. Um, so it'll be Hochul, Delgado and, and Zeldin Esposito. But... Um, very interesting um, dynamic there. We'll see if either of them are able to kind of elevate their game in this general election. Another race to note in the June primary was for Erie County Clerk, a local one here in the Buffalo area. The incumbent Mickey Kearns is a Democrat who was endorsed by Republicans, but he lost the Democratic line in this primary to Melissa Hartman. She was a former Republican Explain the power struggle that's going on behind this race. <laughs> well, the easiest way to explain it, Joanna, is to is to say only in Erie County, right? Can you have a, a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat who uh, uh, you know is running with the conservative and Republican uh, um, support, um, and and a former Republican who just switched parties um, to become the progressive choice uh, in this primary? Um, you know, it, it's one of those races that um, cares that, that local Democrats and Republicans care a lot more about. Um, county clerk's office tend to have uh, a fair amount of patronage positions, right? They hire people to work at some of those counters and um, do some of those jobs. Um, and so um, a bit of an insider race here. Um, Hartman won big, and I think it was an impressive um, win for her on, on primary night. That said, um, Mickey Kearns was able to garner about 30% of the Democratic vote in a small turnout race. And if he can hold 30% of the Democratic vote um, with the conservative and, and Republican vote, um, you know, it, it, he can put on a real, real fight in November. So this thing, uh, this thing got a long way to, ways to go. Speaking of November, what about the Hochul-Zeldin matchup? Now, Zeldin is claiming he will win Erie County, Kathy's home county in November. Is What do you think of this? Is this something that could happen? Well, look, it's it's politics in, in 2022. So I've got to, you know, uh, before we say anything, we've got to acknowledge really anything can happen and anything has happened over the last uh, four to six years. Um, look, if Lee Zeldin wins Erie County um, in November, um, he's he's probably going to be the governor. Uh, I, I would be surprised if he did. I think Kathy Hochul um, is, is well liked here. Um, she even um, helped Andrew Cuomo do, do better in Erie County. Um, and frankly, um, she's delivered for Erie County as governor. So, you know, anything can happen. Erie County is a really interesting place. We still have a, a, a lot more registered Democrats than Republicans, but a lot of those um, Democrats are, you know, we used to call them Reagan Democrats and they're now Trump Democrats, right? They're mm -hmm. um, white ethnic, uh, more conservative uh, Democrats. and. And they could go either way. So um, this is going to be a county to watch. Well, after having all that strong support in the primary, is there any way Hochul can lose to Zeldin in the general election? I mean, is there something she could do that could unhinge this? Well, look, Republicans are optimistic uh, about their chances in November um, because a lot of the um, national indicators are kind of pointing their way, right? Um, Republicans, um, 
you know, will point to the, the rise in crime numbers and, and people's fear about public safety. Um, they look at inflation, right? And the cost to fill your, your car or feed your family are really just out of control. And frankly, Democrats don't have a lot of answers to that. Um, now, that certainly helps Republicans. Um, at the same time, Democrats, um, as always, can be a little bit split, right? You hear from a lot of folks on the left of the Democratic Party, um, the progressives, if you will, they're angrier at Democrats than they are at Republicans in a lot of cases. And so if a lot of those folks um, stay home, well, anything can happen in November. Um, that said, um, this is still a Democratic state. Um, we're going to also hear a lot more about January 6th um, and, and what happened in Washington. And, and I think some of that um, is going to uh, hang on Zeldin and will certainly hurt him, um, especially uh, in, in, in New York City. Uh, and frankly, there are just a million less people in upstate New York um, than there were in 1994 when uh, George Pataki was able to surprise the world and, and win this. But, you know, there's a long way to go. I suspect we'll, we'll in the fall, in September, October, I'll bet you there'll be some polls that'll say, hey, Zeldin's within striking distance. And we're going to hear a lot about how it's a race. And then at the end of the day, um, I think Hochul's going to win and win pretty handily. Let's talk a little bit more about those issues that are driving voters to the polls. Uh, you talked about inflation, crime, abortion, gun control, any one above the other, or do you think they'll all be at play? Well, I think they're all in play. And the question is how much and, and for whom, right? We've seen um, we've seen broadly across the country and, and in polling um, focus groups that Republicans are, are really motivated. Um, that is not unusual, especially in a midterm election um, when their party is not in power. Um, so we see that that Republicans are really fired up. The question is, does the Supreme Court decisions on um, on abortion and, um, you know, on guns as, as well as the mass violence we've seen, is that enough to um, motivate Democrats? Um, Anecdotally, we're hearing some of it, but whether that's enough to really bring them out um, remains to be seen. We're going to have to keep watching. Well, before we get to the general election, we do have one more primary in August, congressional and state Senate seats. So what are some of the hot races you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, there's a couple um, really big Democratic um, primaries for Congress, um, especially downstate um, in Manhattan and parts of Brooklyn. Um, you've got Carolyn Maloney and um, Jerry Nadler running against each other. These are two um, um, chairs of committees in the, the House of Representatives, which is a big deal. I don't know that we've ever had um, two um, powerful chairs running against each other in a, a primary. Um, there is uh, 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 an open seat for New York 10, um, which is in central um, Brooklyn and goes into um, Park Slope um, and some of those neighborhoods, uh, which is really interesting to watch. Um, former Mayor Bill de Blasio, um, Congressman Mondaire Jones has moved down from the northern suburbs to run there. Um, a, a gay African-American candidate. Um, we have Liz Holtzman, who represented some of that area in Congress in 
during the Watergate hearings is where really where she made her name. Um, Uline New, who's a member of the assembly, um, Joanne Simon, another assembly member. Um, a lot of folks really coming out for this thing. And, uh, you know, we just saw some public polling that had all of them under 15%. So um, that's going to be a crazy race and it might take a, a, a long time to, to get counted. Um, another big race, um, and this is really, I think, important for the direction of the Democratic Party, um, is Sean Patrick Maloney. Um, who's a, a, a several-term Congress member from the Hudson Valley, who's chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Um, he is being challenged from the left um, by Senator Biagi. Um, she has moved to move into that district and is really carrying the AOC um, progressive banner. Um, so that's kind of a really center-left versus far-left primary. Um, and then, of course, here in Western New York, um, we've got uh, uh, Nick Langworthy and Carl Palladino running for Congress. And man, that's a good show to watch. Yeah, well, if Nick Langworthy is successful and is elected to Congress, then he will have to step down from his current job, correct? Uh, correct. Um, and I'll tell you, there was some press today um, about some some um, Republican chairman saying he should step down now, um, that he can't be doing both jobs. Um, I don't expect him to step down, um, but it'll be up to the um, Republican um, executive committee to choose a successor to him if he uh, is elected to Congress. So what about turnout? Will people come out in these waning days of summer? I don't think so, Joanna. Um, <laughs> I, I think between the confusion of, of redistricting and new lines, between um, a second primary day, between August 23rd, I think we're going to see incredibly low turnout in a lot of these races. Yeah, and it's a normal like vacation time, too, at the end of the year. Uh, people take off at that time, uh, right before the school year starts. So that could be a, a factor, too. People just not home to vote. A absolutely, especially in places like New York City where people go to the Hamptons and get out of the city. Um, it's really hard to, to find your voters and, and get them out and get them to the polls. Right, exactly. Well, a lot of changes this election year, as you said, but we'll be here to sort it all out for you. Thanks so much, Jack. And stay on the inside track of what's happening in Albany and Washington. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, Monday Morning Memo, delivered right to your inbox. You can subscribe on our website, O'DonnellSolutions.com. That's O'DonnellSolutions.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with more episodes from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.